Blog Talk Radio. Hello listeners, welcome to another internet broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Chanahan, a paranormal spiritual observer, psychic reader, and channeler. Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. Mercedes, an accomplished paranormal investigator, spiritual feeler, and solitary practitioner. The Unexplained World is a location where the line between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Hello listeners, welcome to tonight's broadcast of The Unexplained World. My name is Ed Shanahan, and we have Mercedes. Hello, Mercedes. Hello, Ed. How are you? I'm doing fine. Uh, we have a, uh, a co-host that's missing in action right now, Annette, uh, and I tried getting a hold of her, and you did too, right, Mercedes? Yes, I did. I left the message. Yeah. So uh, hopefully she'll be joining us, and you have not heard from her, so hopefully everything's okay. We're also, we have, um, tonight is a full night. We have, we're going to be starting out very soon with Lady Paula to give our Chicago listeners information about the September 6th Pagan Pride Fest coming up, and also uh, Candy from Paranormal from Kenosha, Wisconsin's Paranormal Investigators will be joining us, and so that's where we're at now. Let's uh, <clears throat> have you. Were you able to talk to Annette at all this week, Mercedes? Nope, I haven't talked to her yet. Yeah, I got a hold of her earlier, so. Um, so hopefully she'll uh, check in. But uh, I would like to say hello to uh, Spirit Rescuers who have uh, who are on our chat board right now, and uh, their group, a few of them. And let's bring on Lady Paulette. Hold on. Hello, Lady Paulette. You there? Hello, Lady Paulette. everybody tonight, Ed? Yes. What's going on? Let's try it again. Hello, Lady Paula. You there? Yes, I am. Hello? Oh, okay. Hi. How are you doing, Ted? And we Hi, have Mercedes. Fine. We have Mercedes with us. And, Hi, uh, Mercedes. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Great. Fantastic. I cannot complain. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, Lady Paula, you have September 6th, which is... The Pagan Pride Fest coming up in the Chicagoland area, and would you like to give some of the listeners, some our listeners, some information about that? Wow, I sure would, Ed and Mercedes. It's going to be a great year. Uh, this year's theme is it's our seventh uh, annual uh, Chicago uh, Pagan Pride Day uh, Festival, and this year's theme is a world of abundance begins with sharing, and and this to us this year means that we're celebrating our our pagan religion. Uh, by encouraging our community to come out and share their gifts and talents and all their enthusiasm, uh, we have um, we have a wonderful wonderful lineup. We have uh, uh, Kathy Cummings and Phil Huckleberry from the Green Party coming. We have a great uh, big focus on the green um, green activism this year. So we do have a couple of workshops on that. We have an animal healer who's coming to do uh, Reiki animal healings. We have uh, great entertainment. We have Renata and Dawn. We have a wonderful uh, um, ritual, main ritual, that's going to be facilitated and led by uh, Lady Rosina, of course, uh, from the south side. And we also have many, many uh, wonderful workshops and lots of artisans and vendors coming. So we're hoping that everybody comes out. It's uh, chicagopaganpride.org. You can go to our website and you can see all the wonderful lineup of everything that we're doing. And it's still not too late for people to uh, volunteer to participate as vendors or readers or healers. Uh, feel free to uh, contact us at uh, Chicago Pagan Pride uh, at hotmail.com. And with this being your seventh 
um, season, I guess you could say, doing this, uh-huh. you pretty much have gotten all the kinks out of the uh, out of the operation of doing it. So it's a yeah, pretty we, well, well, yeah, it's pretty much it, it's, it's going. There's most of the kinks are gone. We always find a couple of kinks here and there with each one uh, that come up, some new ones, and that always surprise and sometimes delight and amuse us. Uh, but yeah, we've 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 got most of the kinks out. The admission price, the price of admission, as always, uh, is a donation of canned uh, and canned items, food items, and uh, canned packaged factory sealed items for the Chicago um, Greater Chicago Land Food Depository. We're having a live auction this year, and the proceeds will go to benefit uh, the TLC Animal Shelter and Connections for Abused Women and Their Children. Um, we, our charities are probably the most important feature of our pagan pride, uh, besides our main ritual, of course, and the educational workshops and our featured speakers this year. Okay. Um, now, the thing that, even though it's a pagan pride day, it's open to non-pagans, non-Wiccans, to general public, basically. Yes, uh, it is. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm glad you brought that point up. It is, a, it is brought up. It is a celebration for really pagans and non-pagans. It's everyone in the community that wishes to, to, um, to, to gather around the fire, the hearth, so to speak, and, and celebrate and get to know one another uh, through sharing, through sharing our talents and skills, but also sharing our abundance, you know, the abundance of um, our, our goods to all our charities, abundance in circle, um, and just our abundance of education and, and uh and, and skills and knowledge as well, surely, you know. And, and non-pagans um, are more than welcome, you know. Actually, they're, they're, it's mandatory. They must come, and we will have some that will come. <laughs> yes, well, we look, will. I, I have to mention that for, I didn't make it last year, but the year before and the year before that, I was actually a speaker there um, on the paranormal and stuff like that. And I'm not what you would consider a full pagan there may be some pagan ways on my side but i'm also a christian but there was i'm i'm been welcomed there with open arms by lady paulette and the other individuals involved so i just want to get that point across right we have a wonderful organizing committee that and we we embrace um you know we embrace everyone and we would like to see you there this year ed to to hopefully lead a workshop hint 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 um, yeah. So if, if you'd like to, there are still slots open. Please feel free to contact me. We would like to see you speak because you, you do have so much to talk about in terms of the paranormal experience. And that's one part that really doesn't get addressed at our pagan prides. And, and that's, you know, a lot of times, yes, we have our psychics, our psychics, but in terms of paranormal, you know, the spirit world, uh, we will have Chaz this year. He is going to do a workshop on, on becoming a medium and what that's like, but but we you know we'd like to see you 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 do so many things with the the tours and all the activities your radio show and your website that we really would like to see you there sharing your gifts as well. Well, we'll so, see what um, my schedule brings because I do have a a um, private tour going on at night. So um, okay, in a mansion. So we'll see what's what's going on. I'll be in contact with you by way of okay. the internet email okay. and. Somebody does. She just came in on her broom, got off her broom, got on the phone, and is right here with us. <laughs> Hi, Annette. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Annette. How are you, Lady Paulette? How are you? Hi. I'm fine, thank fine. you. Fine. How are you? We're doing great. Happy as a clam. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Hi, Annette. Hi. <laughs> I had a Mercedes who tried to get a hold of you too. So, uh, oh, momentary lapse of reason. Sorry. Hi yeah. guys. <laughs> Missed you. <laughs> I'm here. It's only a couple minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Lady Paula, where is the location for the, for the listeners, Ken? The listeners, um, it's uh, at one five five zero one Kilpatrick. That's on one hundred and fifty fifth, right off of Cicero Avenue, and uh, two blocks east at the uh, Oak Forest Community Center and Park. It starts at noon on Saturday, September the 6th, and runs till 6 p.m. And uh, luncheon this year, our luncheon, we have a great bistro luncheon being prepared by Naya and our co-local coordinator of our Chicago Pagan Pride. 
and it's going to be a fabulous, fabulous feast. So please look that up on the website as well. You can go to our bistro page, and that's going to start promptly at noon. It's going to be a little different this year. We'll have our main courses out from noon till 3, and then we'll have the desserts and the, the, the beverages out until um, until 5.30. And don't listeners only the weather, you know, be a little cloudy, whatever, uh, spooky for that day, because uh, some of it's inside, and the stuff that's outside is actually the place is so surrounded by trees and that that everybody's pretty much undercover. So, exactly. Um, so we will yeah. be having it regard, you know, weather, weather. No matter what the weather is, we will be there, and we do have a wonderful the community center, um, you know, both the bar. Um, you know, we won't have alcoholic beverages, but it does have a, a bar. It has a kitchen, a full-service kitchen, and, and two wonderful bathrooms and a great dining area, which was, is where our workshops are actually going to be. But um, like I said, regardless, rain, shine, whatever, we will be there. And so okay. we hope every else, but everybody else will be there as well. Okay, that is September 6th, and that's a Saturday. And Lady Paulette, thank you, and, thank you uh, so much. for taking some time and, and doing this. And uh, you have other people listen to this or do a link to it from your website because it'll be up for the next two weeks. So wonderful, okay. yes. Chicago Thank you so right. much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Have a lovely weekend. And you bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, everybody. Mercedes and Ed. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you. Blessed be. Blessed be. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, that was nice. Okay. We got that taken care of. Uh, how are you doing, Annette? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, Everything's good. going great. I just That's had a momentary good. lapse. I well, you know, you know phone, the problem the phone is, was out in the car, and I and didn't you, even. Uh. <laughs> and usually I'm a pest, and I wasn't a pest this week, but I will make up for it in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Got to call that girl reminder every minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I before bringing Candy on from. Uh, uh, Kenosha Paranormal, I'd like to make a little um, announcement. It's something special. I spent all day yesterday working on it, and I want to just mention it here. On September 27th, my, and along with the Horse uh, Historical Museum, Haunted Historical Location Tours will be providing by way of the Museum of Victorian Life and Joliet History we will be running a Joliet Paranormal slash Gangster Tour on September 27th. That will include the haunted Harlem B. Scott Mansion, a location we will explore, and other locations including a cemetery, a, a house that was built as a palace where um, the, well, to me it looks like a palace anyways. It's that huge. And anybody that's been to the, the Victorian house, um, haunted Victorian house, will... Uh, when I say huge, this is bigger than that. Um, the, the guy that built the house committed suicide by hanging himself in his old house a week before moving to this new house. And back in, uh, I believe, uh, early 1800s. And they did create it to be then a nursing home, turned it to, into that. And how convenient, from a nursing home, they went to a funeral home. Um, they uh, wow. turned it into, yeah. And uh, the sweet thing about it, I got a little tour of it inside the inside of it was it's still set up or broken up the house like a a funeral home um so what's going to happen is that day people will be able to wander around the house the owners won't be there but that will be a future date um in the future and um and there's a cemetery we'll be going to and everything else more places like that Details will be coming up soon through the Haunted Historic Locations newsletter and website. You can uh, get to the website by going to theunexplainedworld.com, edwardshanahan.com, or hauntedhistoriclocations.com. Sign up for the newsletter because that way I'll keep you really embraced, uh, ahead of what's going on. And it's limited to the amount of people, and it will be a bus tour. So the uh, transportation is provided and they'll be coming out of Joliet. Okay, with all that said and done, I'd like to welcome Candy from Kenosha Paranormal. Hello, Candy. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, okay, I'm uh, a little short-winded right now because I've been windy. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Uh, 
Hello, Hello can you are welcome. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet okay. you. The first time me and Candy came across each other in person was at Bachelors Grove Cemetery. Mm. And am I correct on that? Oh yeah. Okay. And the group was going out there, their group, and it was like, you know what, let me join them because there are some areas that they may not be aware of. And uh, we had a nice time. Took oh, them into the... That was Yeah, took them into the uh, um, area that is where the Satanic, I believe Satanic worshiping used to go on and stuff like that. So um, you're from... You're from Kenosha, Wisconsin. And ladies, feel free to jump in. Um, you're from Kenosha. How long have you been the head of the group, I guess you would call it? The team, the um, group? About three years, almost three years. Since uh, 2005, really. Okay. Hello? Okay. Yeah, I heard you. Since 2005. Yeah. And how many members would you say you have? I have six members and one in training. Okay. It but sounds like a bad that, connection. Who? Yeah, like I'm, having a hard I'm having a hard time hearing her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Candy, yeah. can you talk up a little louder? Okay. Okay. Um, okay, you say you got six members, but there was more to the group that came out uh, to Bachelors Grove in my... Order oh, oh yeah, we have we have lots of friends and we have lots of internet friends and um, what we've done is we've tried to plan things where we could bring everybody with so they okay. could come with and experience some of the things that we do when we go and do private residences or whatnot and uh, so far that's worked out really good. Um, People, I find, are generally interested in the paranormal and paranormal investigating, and so we'd like to do that with them. That's fun. Candy, okay. how far away from home do you get? I mean, did you, you know, what's your furthest that you would go? Um, I would say probably three hours. Okay. Would be about it. So, you know, you're really talking about a long range of area. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I yeah. can now, yeah. I'm getting over a cold, so my voice okay. is strange. <laughs> and, um, and we like to go, and it's quite a drive to come down by where Ed is. I'd say that's like, it's two hours from yeah. where we are. But it's not that far, you know, that it would keep us from going. So we like I know, like when Ed and Mercedes go out on their jaunts, that's about common to go two or three hours, right, guys? Oh, eight, ten. Eight. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Sleeping while you're driving back, you know, so. Well, you know, while you're driving, saying, yeah. I'm not saying we wouldn't go, but usually we keep it to that. I have small children still, so. Right, yeah. It's hard to uh, get someone to take them, you know. Well, you got to take some training for Mercedes. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or get her husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My husband comes with. He's co-founder of the group, so it doesn't work. The one is getting old enough to actually go with to some of these things, but the, my son, he's too little still. So. Would you want? Somebody said, "Don't leave that drive." Um, on our tours, yeah, I fall asleep uh, on the way back behind the wheel. Um, do Do you feel that children? You don't have no problem taking the kids with you. Um, if if there's a mature child who shows a genuine interest in it and they're not too scared to go, um, once they get to a certain age, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but my daughter, there's really no safer place for her than with me and her father. So we wouldn't take mm -hmm. her anywhere. Oh. Um, That's a nice way of saying it. Gnarly, huh? That's a nice way of saying that. Safest place with me and my father, her father. That's good. I like that comment. Oh well, so. that's just how I feel. I know plenty of people out there feel different. So, let me say, if uh, listeners, if you want to call in, and that includes you, Wanda, six four six nine one five nine six five three. I'm reading the chat board, and uh, they're picking on me tonight. So, um, about my I have to read this now. I was 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, feel free to call in, listeners, if you want to call in. Um, now, you do more. You do more private investigations, I would say, then. Yeah, mostly lately that's what we've been doing more of. That's what we like to, I'm sorry, that's what we enjoy doing the most is um, trying to help the people document if they think they have something going on in in their home. And, of course, we like to visit the theaters and um, the old mansions and um, places like that, too. So it's all very interesting. Sandy, when you do private residences, do you have some type of a protocol or a checklist that you go through before actually going into a home so you kind of know what you're dealing with an actual entity or, you know, you have a good grasp of what you're dealing with before you go in? Or I would say as much as you can. Um, as far as protocol, I don't know about mm-hmm. that, but I do know that things have fallen into a pattern, certainly. Um what happens is, is someone will contact a member from our group. Sometimes it's me, sometimes it's another member. And actually a lot of dialogue goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of talk about a lot of deep topics, you know, and you have to find you have to find out and weigh your religious differences and if that's going to matter and try to figure out. And first you got to make sure that, you don't think that they're insane or something. You certainly wouldn't want to go to someone's house who who um, was going to hurt you or, or something like that. I guess you just have to use your intuition for that. And we have a questionnaire, and that's where we start. That's a good place to start, but a lot of more conversation stems off from that, and we're constantly, who's ever talking to the person, you take a lot of notes and it goes back and forth like that until at some point usually they invite you to come out and honestly by then you've kind of made up your mind whether you're going to go or not. Sometimes it doesn't result in an investigation. Sometimes they'd rather skip the investigation and just go straight for either having their home blessed or having a cleansing ritual done depending on what their preference is, you know. Um, Sometimes they just want someone to talk to. Um, Maybe they have some questions about some stuff. So I've actually had counsel to people that never actually resulted in an investigation. investigation. That makes it a little rough, doesn't it? I mean, you're playing uh, counselor, investigator, et cetera, et cetera. How do you determine if it might be? That's why I personally have pulled away from doing the uh, private stuff, uh, haunted hauntings myself. Um, how do you determine if they're, you know, if it's more in the mind than it is in reality of what's happening? Um, well, do you mean before we go or like after? Before you go, yeah. I mean, have you, have, you know, I'm sure you've come across, because I have, individuals well, yeah. that, yeah. Well, we yeah. actually do ask the question, you know, has anyone in in the house suffered from depression? Are you on any medication? Has has any divorce or death happened recently to put you in a in a frame of mind, you know what I mean, that might mm-hmm. be less than positive? Um, you, you do have to ask some questions. Usually you'll just explain that you have to ask, you know, and, and they don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we're noticing... Similarities in cases, usually um, more times than not, someone is suffering from depression. It doesn't mean that we won't go. It's just we're keeping track of those, you know. Um, I guess in answer to your question, you just have to feel that it's right, you know. If you're getting bad vibes from someone, then you're not going to go to their house. Um, Fortunately for us, we haven't run into too much of that. Yeah, because I, I... You know, I had a personal request myself to go. Somebody else requested it for me to go to the location. They told me what was happening to the woman there, and it's like, you know what? I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. And I became the bad guy. And it was like, no, if a person feels like they're being sexually molested by a spirit, it's not a place for me to go because there may be more going on there than, you know what I'm saying? Well, than what I ever right. could do. And 
And two, that you being a feeler, you don't want to feel all of that. I can't imagine what that would be like, you know, to go to a location and actually have to live even a tiny part of that or to feel those emotions, you know what I mean? That's what was happening, okay? And I wasn't the one to, because uh, somebody was being the middle person, I couldn't even, you know, I didn't even have the opportunity to talk to the person, so or I just preferred, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, we got a caller for you, and I believe the caller's name is Wanda. Is that you, Wanda? It's me. Yeah, see, 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 it's no, me. see all. Go ahead. I have so <laughs> have many question questions. I don't know what. I have a lot of questions. I don't know how many I can ask. Um, my first question is: You said that you had six members and one in training. So my question is, how do you keep your group so small, and what kind of training do you do, and how long does that training last? What kind of training we do? It's all on-job investigating training. I don't think there's any way outside of maybe you could read a few books, but the only way you're going to really learn, I, in my opinion, how to do this stuff is actually in the field. Um, in our group, you have to you have to complete enough investigations and you have to do enough of the after work actually reviewing the evidence and that um, until the group feels that it's time that um, for you to become a permanent member. I keep, we keep our group so small for the simple reason that um, too many schedules to work around makes it really difficult. So it's, it's, it's not like this mind-blazing answer. Um, if, if you keep adding more schedules and then um, say somebody had to work and they couldn't go this time, we're just avoiding a whole hard-feeling situation that probably would come up with that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and we keep, it small, we keep it small also. I'm sorry. We keep it small also because a lot of these in residences we do are just normal, smaller houses. And you will ruin an investigation if you have too many people walking around and talking. We've learned that from experience, so that's the reason we do. So basically, you're saying you got to limit it as far as the amount of people. And if you know if anybody's going to be added, it's going to be more or less a replacement than a adding an, at an additional. At this time, that's what it's become. Yeah. Yeah. So your group is strictly an investigation group. You don't have uh, a group of people that get together every so often and go on, uh, you know, hunts and have meetings and things like that. You are strictly investigation. Um. Yes, I guess. I guess that's what you're saying. Now we do have a group of friends um, that we do like to go do things with. Um, a couple of times a year we do like what we call a field trip where we'll go and, and, and go to a haunted location and check it out and we'll bring everybody, you know, that wants to go or as many people that can go. And that was actually where I met Ed when we did one of those back in May. We all decided to go to um, Bachelor's Grove. Did you hear him talking about that part? And then, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, then we all went out there and he was nice enough to go meet us there because he had read through our blog that we were going, so which made it really special, too, because he's a wealth of information about the place, and we all really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's so a wealth of information about a lot of places. <clears throat> My other question, though, one more, please, can I? Sure. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> okay. Real I know quick. Wanda for a long time, that's why I could be, you know, cocky. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Real quick. I'm all right, but go ahead. <laughs> Maybe I missed this, but what is your background and how long have you been investigating? I've been investigating since the end of 2005. So we've been doing this for almost three years. Okay. And how did you learn to do this? We learned, I learned to do it on the field. I learned, I went through some metaphysical training out with Mary Sutherland in Burlington. And I had joined her group, and we had done some investigations together and um, a lot of reading and just stemming from that. There was no, at the time, investigation group in, in our area. And so it's a close-knit 
group of people, we got together and we started going and doing these things and um, visiting haunted locations. And pretty soon we were picking up equipment here and there, and then pretty soon we had to have a place to put our reports. So we had a website, and um, then we gained another couple of members, and it just went on from there. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, for answering my questions. Ed, Mercedes, and Matt, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Take well, care. You. It was nice meeting you. You too, yeah, and hopefully I'll see you in Wisconsin. Bye. Okay. Okay. Um, Annette and Mercedes, go ahead. I'm throwing it out to you guys. Um, I wanted to know what kind of equipment do you use on your investigations? The kind of equipment we use, what we use... Mm -hmm. We use video, regular video cameras, um, the hard drive kind that are digital with with the night shots and all that. We use analog video cameras, um, the older kind that do not have night shots um, that go on the tapes, actually. And we have another hybrid camera that goes digital on, and it records on tapes that has night shot. We run the small digital audio recorder that we leave constantly running the whole time so we don't miss anything. We use, um, we have walkie-talkies, two-way radios that we use. I'm trying to think. We have very basic equipment. We don't have a lot of fancy stuff, you know. Um, Candy, what do you think of, of the equipment list that you're mentioning? Which uh, you know particular pieces of equipment do you think do the best job at capturing images, or that you find the most success with? Um, I gotta say the audio cassettes, or the not the cassettes. I'm sorry, the digital audio recorders all the way down the line. Um, time after time again, we get results on those things. It's amazing. Um, I like the video. I wish we could catch you know the big video sometime, maybe someday we will, but a lot of times we end up catching audio on the video. Oh. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, if you have a setup where, say, I know a lot of the other groups have the cameras that they set up in all the rooms and you're watching it on a monitor and you have four different things, I think those, um, they don't have audio, is that correct? I'm pretty sure they don't. You'd have to run an alternate, like a wireless audio or anything. Mm -hmm. um, oh, in combination with it? Okay. Yeah, we're very basic. So we have actual Sony digital video recorders that we leave. They record in the audio and the video, and then each one of us has to take some of that and watch every single second of it, you know. That way you're listening and you're um, watching at the same time. I'm not sure, like, how other groups do it, but that's how we do it, so... Um, other things that I, that I like to use that we don't all use, I have we have dousing rods in our bag, and mm -hmm. we like to use, you know, there's other things you end up using. We have laptops that we use. We've got really good cost headphones that we use for listening um, back to the EVP recordings, and there's uh, software that you use to, like, if you want to try to hear something an EVP better or whatever, but usually when we post an EVP on a website, it is not altered. It's what you get is what you get, so we don't try to clean it up or anything like that. You either hear it or you don't, you know. You really had to get some kind of a technological education when you started all this, huh? <laughs> well, sort of. I self-taught myself all of that, okay. actually. I've been home-raising kids for 11 years. I've had a lot of time on my hands, so... <laughs> So that helps. <laughs> okay, awesome. before we go any further, ladies, I would like to, uh, we only got 25 minutes left, so I'd like to uh, make a couple, this is the time of the show that I make a couple announcements. Um, come September 12th, Friday night, it's going to be a full moon back-to-school party at the Weather Market, 1503 South Michigan. <clears throat> Excuse me. And... Why it's special is Annette will be doing readings, past lives, and runes and tarot readings at the Weathermark along with myself. We'll be there from 8 o'clock till closing, 1 p.m., 1 a.m., I'm sorry, 
from uh, 8 o'clock at night to 1 a.m. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good happening, you know, pretty good place. And uh, it's right outside of downtown Chicago at 1503 South Michigan Avenue. And uh, be out, it's the first time in a while that Annette's been out of uh, doing readings, so it would be nice to have her with yeah. me that night. And uh, we're going to be the only two readers there, so come early, okay? Then September 21st, yeah, get your name on the list. You can eat there. You could, uh, like I said, it's a party. Um, so they got good, great food and everything else. Okay. And it's a roomy place, so uh, make sure you get there early. Then September 21st, Haunt Historical Location, Southwest Suburbs Tour um, will include Bachelors Grove, the Miracle Child's, Grave site and other known sites. A location that a site which is a location that a child remains still after years since a tornado took the life of the mother and daughter. And inside, and we'll also be visiting inside the home of who the historians think could be the Madonna of Bachelors Grove. Um, and that's plus. There's going to be more stuff there. We actually had to expand the amount of people that we were going to have on this tour. And uh, so more seats have opened up. Just go to the website. Then October 25th, an event that is called Hollow Eve Night, which will be readers for the first part of the night, which includes Annette, myself, Rhonda, and a reader yet to be named. And then at about 10 o'clock that night, we will do an investigation at a building that will be open to the public for the first time for its paranormal activities. This is a building that grown men will not even spend the night. After 11 o'clock, they want out of the place because it becomes very active. We're going to have the taps, not the taps. Oh, God, did I screw that up? We're going to have the last paranormal team there, and uh, we're going to have Jay there also. And she'll be working with me with the Circle of Energy, which we'll do there. And uh, it's going to be, there's no time limit that I know of for being in the building. And um, like I said, a lot of activity go, goes on in, in there. Children have been heard running in, up and down the hallways. Uh, back when it was, the building was used for what it originally was built for. A janitor hung himself in there in the kitchen area. So, it's it's got a lot of history, and the history will be given for that place, and um, that's about it for right now. Okay, Candy, um, anything you would like to say about your group or your team or anything like that? Well, I would just like to say to anyone who's listening, if you find yourself in need, talk up a little, okay? Pardon me. Talk up a little. Okay? Oh, okay. If you find yourself in need of a paranormal investigation team if you want someone to come in and try to document some activity that you've been having um, as long as you live in a reasonable distance we'd be happy to come out and do that um, I'm reading on the board here we do that free of charge it costs absolutely nothing um, I know that's hard to believe the last place we were at I just did their reveal on Monday and, and we didn't get a whole lot. We got a few little things, and I put it all in a DVD for them and went there and showed it to them. And the guy, he's, like, trying to give me money when I'm done. Well, can I donate to your organization? Um, just so everyone knows, uh, the answer is no. I said, you don't need to give us a thing. Thank you very much for letting us study your case. And that's it. When we say it's free, it really is free. Um how we fund our group, I see that, too, is uh, totally out of our own pockets. Um, we do have T-shirts that we sell on the Internet, and we make a few bucks, you know, here and there off of that, but that definitely isn't funding the group in any way, shape, or form. It, it's a labor of love for us, and uh, we just like to, to study the cases. So, um, well, I think what they were getting at, they were probably wondering, are you a big organization? And I think you've answered that already. You're not an organization. You're not a, uh, you know, see how many members we could get signed up, you know, to add to the coffer, you know, the money coffer or anything like that. You're basically an investigation group. And okay. uh, you investigate buildings in that. You have your side trips, okay, 
which basically everybody, you know, pays on their own. It's yeah, not, it's you know, Judge Street on those, you know, if we, if we have to pay to get into a location, they might have to um, pay that. We don't make money off of it. Um, no. Like, you know, the the Bachelor's Grove thing, that was was only the cost of their gas, and we all kind of carpooled down together. Um, we're not in it really for something like that. Um we're in it just for the love of it. it. It really is. It's a labor of love, and it's kind of a money-sucking hobby. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, um, yeah. You know. Totally understand that. We do it because we love it. So. And actually, you put in time also to help other things, like the conference that's going to be coming up in uh, Wisconsin. Um, oh, the conference, yes. Yeah, and... Uh, your team, you guys, you're helping Mary out Sutherland to put to. that to put that together. Yeah. And um, um, I'm so excited for the conference. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a biggie. <laughs> it's going to be a biggie. And I'll be up there. I'll be uh, doing the readings. I'll be escorting, I believe, with you people into those uh, wicked woods. And yeah. Uh, yeah, to experience that. And we've also been talking about. Working on things for the future too. So, uh, Annette and Mercedes, are you guys going to go to the conference? I want to so bad, but that weekend is so busy for me. But I'm going to try. That? Mercedes? Yeah. Oh, was that you talking? Yeah, that was Mercedes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And I, I don't think I'll be able to get away either. My, my kids are small, and so you have small that. kids too. Well, you know, I don't talk about them. Yeah, oh, two yeah. and four. <laughs> oh, see, I have, I have four and uh, eleven. Well, one's almost five and one's almost eleven. Should be eleven in a minute here. So <laughs> it gets hard when you've got to leave them overnight or something, doesn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And in fact, I don't know if I because that's when I went to have number two at the hospital. That was what the last time I left for an overnight or so. <laughs> oh yeah, and and you know my mom. Um, she used to help me, and she passed away a few years ago, so I really lost my help there. Yeah, both my parents are gone. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's yeah. hard. It, it is hard, and then you don't want to leave them with just anybody, but I tend to get the babysitters for the things that we want to do, you know, the really fun stuff. So, You know, when you were mentioning, oh, sometimes we have to leave, my husband and I work together on this, and I thought, Oh, what do you say to the babysitter? Yeah, we're going to go out um, ghost hunting tonight. Oh, and, you know, um, <laughs> that is so funny because we have actually lost babysitters to the ghost hunting. My my one member, Jamie, she's 23, she was my babysitter until she went with us once and she never babysat again. You're she kidding me. to go ghost hunting and now my 15-year-old babysitter is going to do the same thing. She's begging and begging her grandma to let her go with me, and I said, oh, no, I'm going to have to find another babysitter. Why did the one book? Why did she the one leave? She comes with me. She's a member now. Oh, okay. She's my cousin, my adult cousin, and when she was younger, she would babysit until she went with once, and she had so much fun, she ended up becoming a member early on, and so I lost the babysitter to the ghost hunting. Was, oh, wow. Oh, she I came home with, the, her stories were too good when she came home. That's what happened, is I should have not said anything. <laughs> but right. Oh, nothing tonight. <laughs> I'm glad to have her, but now the other one, um, she's on our MySpace friend and everything, and now she wants to go with too, and I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't think you guys were weird or anything when I met you, so I couldn't understand why she booked. Okay, so no, 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 <laughs> she got the fever. <laughs> yes, she did. So, Mercedes, do you? Yes. Well, yeah, you got your, you got Halloween, you got your children's birthday, and everything on that weekend. So, yeah, uh, I'm gonna yeah. try. I'm gonna see what I. <clears throat> Nagel, so I can go. Uh, I want to go. I'd like to meet. I want to go up there someday. Well, like well we are going to go up there. That's a guarantee. We are going to do the overnighter in the woods. Are you? Uh, well, will you call me when you do? Because I'll go, I'll go with. Well, yeah, you're going to be. Come on. Okay. Uh, I'll be working with your group when we do it. Okay. Um, yeah, I want to work with your group. Well, we got to make We're, Mary do it too. Oh well, she's the you know she it's her playground. 
That's why I look at it. She gets scared in there, though. We'll have to, I'll have to hold her. I know that. It looks <laughs> like she sent me an email about stuff being thrown at them and everything else and uh, how she kind of panicked, and it's like. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So. so, have you had any weird experiences in the house, or how do you tell a person that you know you don't feel nothing there, and just because, or you haven't picked up nothing? And a third part of that question is, if you don't pick up nothing, and I've never asked this before, does that that doesn't rule out the fact that the person didn't experience something at the time they experienced it, does That's it? absolutely right. Um, okay. I'm a firm believer that just because you go to somebody's house one night and do an investigation and say you come up with nothing, um, that absolutely doesn't mean that it's not haunted or have spirits. It just means that they didn't show themselves to you that night. Um, a lot of times we found you do have to go back and there's been at least one time where I'm so glad we did go back because the amount of things we captured on the second trip out, if we wouldn't have made the second trip, we would have never got it. And I'm sorry, what was the first part of the question? How do we determine? Uh, I, is there anything that happened that's been, you know, beyond maybe your belief that you would have a hard time telling individuals that, you know, this actually happened while you were at a location? Um, no, not yet. We're very okay. honest and brutally upfront about it. Um, not yet. Um, yeah. One investigator was pushed in a house in Racine, and uh, that house had a lot of activity, and we actually documented a lot of that activity. You can find that one on our website. There's a, it's in video form. Um, okay. But uh, usually... What happens more than that is you get a few little things, and then, of course, you can't come right out and say, yeah, for sure, it's haunted. Yeah. It'll be inconclusive until maybe you go back, find some more, or either you don't find some more. Um, if we don't find anything, we tell them we don't find anything. Sorry, we're not going to make up stuff or candy coat it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and oh, I, yeah, definitely. And sometimes they get mad at you or something. But. I know. I've had that's why I gave up doing private houses is because it wasn't what they were, you know, thinking. At least to me it wasn't. And right. they were expecting evil, and I picked right. up nothing that way. I picked up, you know, right. something I, that was there and, you know, just wanted a little attention. So. Uh, yeah, you know, I've had that <laughs> too. Um, and most... People that contact you at first, that's their first fear is that it's something evil or how some would say demonic or something like that. And usually if it is, it's just like a noisy spirit. It makes a lot of noise. Um, mm-hmm. People confuse that with something that would have, you know, bad intent or, or something that would be trying to actually hurt somebody. I think everybody, when they see something in their house, they automatically, their brain goes there. And I think that those cases are probably pretty rare, you know. Um, okay, I want to say at this moment my uh, chat has frozen up, so I'm not, I can't read any questions. So, Mercedes, I'm going to leave you kind of handle that part. If there's any questions, people pop in there. Okay. Um, just throw it out there, okay? okay. Because um, I have trouble once in a while with this when we're talking about spirits and ghosts and that, the screen freezing <laughs> up. So, um, have you got any spirits or anything? Have I gotten? Well, where you live? Oh, where I live. Um, I tried to do a um, white noise type of thing, and every time I, because I did it under candlelight <clears throat> and turned the the television up, um, my dog, which is a ninety pound black lab, was acting very uh, strange and. Every time I would start it, because I would try to talk my way into it, um, inviting the spirits, the dog would run right into me head first, okay, to basically stop what I'm doing. And uh, I finally gave up. I said, you know, the dog had more say in the situation than I did. So um, I kept on interrupting. At all. Yeah, so I could not uh, 
go ahead and do it. And uh, that's what happened with that. Well, so as far as spirits that. going, it could be, yeah, it could be my grandmother. It could be my grandfather, basically. Um, my wife definitely sleeps. She's she's very sensitive, and I could tell you that. And she sleeps. Mm-hmm. If I'm not in the room, she'll sleep with the light on. Okay, in the family. All the lights on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She gets very easily, and she, that's why she won't. Uh. Yeah, she doesn't usually participate. So, um, but, mm, no, I think my greatest, uh, the most we've encountered, Mercedes been with pretty much at most of the locations in the last year, um, is with the circle of energy and stuff like that. And you and your friends will get to experience that in the next couple of weeks. Well, I can't so, wait to try that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, strange. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I just had a question for Candy about something. <laughs> um, do you, if you have um, on an investigation, if you get orbs in any of your pictures or anything like that, do you present that as um scientific evidence or do you just say oh this is an ore but it could be you know it could be yeah. nothing it could be something what what are your feelings on oh, orbs? Oh, boy. well <laughs> we write it in a report they get a written report and they get a photo cd and they get a dvd right if there's anything to put on it and when i write in the report i say straight out um you know for instance it'll say nothing was caught on photographs that was out of the ordinary, um, except for one picture where an orb, you know, showed up in it, and then I always say it's in italic. It says Kenosha Paranormal does not accept orbs as as uh, documented paranormal activity. And then I'll usually stop right there, and I'll tell them now a lot of people believe in orbs, and they believe they're spirits and their angels and even myself at one time or another sometimes you see one that's really opaque or it appears to be moving or it just looks different than most of the other ones and I'll tell them even myself I'll take a double look at those but I always tell them we've done tests where we've thrown dirt up in the air and we've photographed it and uh, that a lot of times orbs are the, you know, the dust, the pollen, the moisture that they see. Right. So I hope I don't make anybody too mad saying that. <laughs> could, I, could I play I, devil's advocate for a second? Uh-huh. On that? Okay. We had on a, I, I don't know if Mercedes was with us yet. Um, no, it was right after, or right before I came on. Okay. Annette, remember we had the scientist from NASA with us? I remember, yeah. Yes. Um, and I would suggest for all the listeners, especially investigators, to go into our archives and listen to that broadcast. Um, We had a scientist from NASA, um, a professor, a scientist, a bunch of degrees, okay? And right now, science is actually looking into orbs as being something more than the stuff's in there. And uh, this is NASA. And he didn't say it was the spiritual side, but it's making them wonder because there's and what got them involved well, in it is there's just too many. Well, okay. there's I'm, I'm just giving. I'm playing devil's advocate. Right. Okay? I'm not disagreeing or agreeing. And there's and some. and yeah. the other thing is the one that holds the largest collection of orb photographs. Let me throw that out to you, Candy. Do you, do you know Mercedes knows who it is, and definitely Annette does. You know who that might be, who has the largest collection of orb photographs. It's not Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, it is the Vatican. Oh, is that right? Yeah, which blew my mind when I heard that. And um, So basically it's nice to see science getting involved and maybe it will eventually bring a, you know, more of, you know, a, an answer to the big debate. How's that sound? Can yeah, I, that's well, my person. Yeah. Can, can oh, I, I, aware to clarify and classify, yeah. Right. Well, can I just say about that, too? That well, he did, he did. Let me say something. He did say a lot of orbs are what you said it was, okay? Dust and right, everything else. Right, right. There's True. those specific ones that they're like, hmm, interesting. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. 
And, and yeah, he said especially ones that, you know, are passing behind something. Uh, something in the foreground is obscuring the, uh, the orb itself. So you know it's not right at the camera lens level. Right. You know, and, um, yeah, it makes you think. It definitely makes you think um, because sometimes you'll be in an old place and no orbs will show up. Well, if it's all dust and that, then there should be orbs everywhere, and that kind of thing really does make you think. It would yeah. be interesting if someone could do more research on that. Um, but well, yes, for, they, they, the NASA scientists are actually investigating and doing research type of tests. Okay, they're trying to recreate and everything else. And you know, they're, it, listen to the show; it's very interesting. Well, if I anything, know. that'll be very interesting. Yeah. Um, and I was just going to end that. The reason we say that is, is what we do. Okay is everybody watches their evidence and listens to their evidence, and we're taking notes the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. The way I put it to the to the client is this. It says um, we, we take all the things that were questionable at the end, and then we mm-hmm. reexamine it. And as we're doing that, our group kind of tries to find an explanation for everything. And the way I put it to them is, these are the things that we couldn't find an explanation for, um, and that's what they give them. So it, it's things that we couldn't explain by any like other means. So that's part of the reason we don't include the orbs, you know. Yeah. In, in yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like it's like because it could be a piece of dust, or it could be mm-hmm. a pollen. Therefore, um, there's other reasonable explanations for it. Do you understand? <laughs> so, oh, yeah, absolutely. definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Right. I was just, you know, I basically, it, the guy made for an interesting show, you know. Right. No, and, I'm going to listen to that. Cause I yeah. And you're right, Candy. If every, if every orb was, you know, proof of a sighting or what, it, oh, well, then, you know, <laughs> half the pictures I've ever taken in my life would be, right. okay, there's a ghost. You know? Right, and it's nice to believe in that. It's nice to think that, you know, people are coming and visiting and hanging around. I had one show up at Christmas time, and it was a perfect orb, and it was such a pretty pink color, and it would be nice to think if that was someone, you know, dropping in on a holiday or something like that. So I think that we as the paranormal can. Um, community will just keep our eye on that, and it'll be interesting to see what what more comes out of that whole orb thing, you know. Okay, uh, we have two minutes, less than two minutes probably remaining. Um, can you I, give your website? Yes. Uh, yes, our website is um, www.kenoshaparanormal.com, and okay. I'd like to go ahead and give you our MySpace address, too. That's myspace.com forward slash paranormal Kenosha. And then okay. I'd like to give you one more website address for um, Mary Sutherland's Burlington Yeah, for the conference, conference. yeah. Um, it's burlingtonnews.net slash Burlington Vortex Conference. Um, we're really trying to get the word out on that and have everyone come join us at Halloween time. We're going to have a good And they could actually go to burlingtonnews.net and see a link right through there. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And uh, let me say our next guest will be Mr. John Kelly, who does, I, you know who he is? He does, um, you know who he is, Candy? He does basically readings of individuals by their voices. Oh, that I listened I, to some yeah. of him one time. That is so interesting. You guys yeah. can enjoy that one. So, Hostess, our Annette Mercedes, guess who's going to get a reading again that night? Um, oh, yay. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> be fun. But we'll keep it general topics, okay, uh, this time <laughs> around. Uh, so, um, yeah, he does that. Candy, I would love to thank you for being on tonight. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Um, Candy, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Alrighty, Thank you. Thank-, thank you, ladies. It was nice getting to finally talk to you. Okay. Nice. Thank you, Candy. You thank too. you. And y'all take good care. You too. You Listeners, too. thank oh, you. Thank you so much. Annette Mercedes, thank you. And Annette, I'll be calling you in a couple minutes. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the ones that have made us friends on their uh, websites and stuff. And we'll be talking to you in two weeks with Mr. John Kelly. Everybody, good night and thank you.